last week we talked about tithing as a divine partnership. It's God working with me to accomplish his purposes. I, I do want to say sometimes we use terminology and we lose the sense of what the terminology means. The tithe, the, t the word literally means one-tenth. And so when we're talking about tithing, we're talking about giving a tenth of our income to the Lord. And today in this message, I want to show you that tithing is an opportunity for blessing. Tithing is an opportunity for blessing. Let me ask you a question. Can you stand to be blessed, anyone here? I'd like to begin with a very familiar passage of Scripture uh, that you, you always hear on tithing, right? You generally, when, you, when folks speak on tithing, they go right to Malachi chapter 3. Now, I know, please uh, sit down for a minute. Don't go anywhere because I know that when we, a lot of times when we preach Malachi 3, a lot of guilt, you know, we feel a lot of, we hear this word, you robbed me. And, you know, sometimes preachers are pounding the pulpit, you robbed me, you know. I want to give you a different perspective on that verse. The first, before, I, before uh, I begin, let me preface my remarks by stating a couple of things. Number one, that the Holy Spirit does not condemn or guilt anyone into right behavior. You see, a lot of times we think that, that if we guilt somebody, make them feel guilty, they'll turn around. I remember when I was a kid, we used to, when I was younger in the Lord, I was only a kid a couple of years ago, but when I was younger in the Lord... We used to hear a lot of sermons on hell. And if you've been in the church for a while, you know what I'm talking about. You know, and, and I mean, they preach about hell. And then you could feel the fire just, you know, on, on your back. And, and, and I mean, and one church, actually, a friend of mine's church, they had this movie that, that, that the church, really uh, corny and, and poorly produced movie called The Burning Hell. And by the time that movie was over, people were rushing to the altar. And even some of the pastors were re-repenting. I'll tell you what. But how many know that God, the way that God brings us to repentance is not by scaring us or threatening us. What he does is this. The Bible says that the goodness of God leads men to repentance. And so we're not going to guilt you into anything all aspects of Christian living is really voluntary. God never, uh, he doesn't force us, right? Puts us in a, in a lock, you know, a back lock and say, you got to do this. No, he woos us and he speaks to us. But it's up to us to obey. It's up to us to obey. And God, here's the best part. God doesn't withhold his love from anyone, even if they don't do what he expects of them. In fact, I'd like to say it this way. On your worst day, think about what your worst day was. You had that attitude. Some of you really said some bad things, some words that are not in the, in the, in the Bible, you know, against other folks. On your worst day, he loved you. You see, you can't do anything to make God love you any more, and you can't do anything to make God love you any less. And with that in mind, I want you to turn with me to Malachi chapter 3, verses 6 through 10. I'm reading from the New International Version. 
And the Bible says, I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord God Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And test me in this, says the Lord God. And see if I will not open, throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent the pest from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it's ripe, says the Lord God. Then all nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. Let's pray. Father, I pray that today that you will release us from guilt from shame, I pray that you will move on every individual heart and every life, that they will begin to trust you to give as you would have them to give, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In verse 6, I love this verse, it says, God said, I don't change. I do not change, and because I don't change, you're not destroyed. And he says to them, return to me, and I will return to you. You see, the opportunity for blessing belongs, begins rather, by responding to God's plea. Responding to God's plea. God says, I don't change. I don't change. I'm merciful. He is love. He is all-knowing. There is nothing that is unknown to God. He doesn't change. The person who he is, he will always be. God knows the beginning from the end. Nothing takes him by surprise. There are no unintended consequences with God. Did you ever make a decision and you had most of the information but not all of it? And then as a result of that, there were what we call unintended consequences. Things happened negatively that you didn't anticipate. How many know that with God, there are no unintended consequences? He knows the beginning from the end. In fact, God will never say, mm, I wish I would have thought about that. There's nothing that he doesn't know at all times. That's the God who is saying to us, return to me. In fact, in, in, in the Psalms it says, be, but you see in the dark because daylight and dark are all the same to you. Guess what? There is no darkness with God. God sees everything that's going on. He knows what's happening even when people put the lights out. I remember years ago, I'm probably dating myself. Years ago, there was a song, The Freaks Come Out at Night. And some of you laughing because you used to play that song, so don't, don't even go there. See, people do strange things in the night. Nobody wants anybody to know what's going on, but how many know... That light and darkness are the same to God. There's nothing that's hidden from him. And that's the God today. He calls us to respond to his plea. He says, I know where you're at. I see everything you do. There's nothing that you do that doesn't go unnoticed. I see every negative attitude. I see when you say something, you mean something else. 
The other day I was in the grocery store and, and, and somebody said something to me and, man, they, that, I got offended. So I said something back. And, you know, the thing is that the Lord checked me. What, what's with the attitude? What are you saying that for? You know, well, God, you see, you see what he said. Yeah, but he doesn't represent me. You hear what I'm saying? God, God knew that, and yet it's not stopping him from wanting to bless me. God knows everything that we do. There's nothing hidden from inside. So he says, come on back. Return to me, because I got something for you. I want to I I bless you. He says, if you return to me in this area of your life, I will be to you all that I am. What is God? He's mercy. You need some mercy? Return to God. What is God? He's hope. You need hope? Return to God. What does God have that you need? What is it that you need? God has it all. He says, come on, return to me. And so God is asking us to return in this area of giving the tenth, the tithe, ten percent. I'm going to tell you my story of how I learned how to tithe. And, and, it, it, and what, what's, what says here stays here in this room, all right? If, if I hear somebody out there telling me my story, I know where it came from. Some of you folks just couldn't. You ratted me out, but that's all right. I, 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 was, I was serving the Lord, and, you know, when the offering bucket came by, I would let it pass because, ready for this? I couldn't afford to give. Anybody ever say that? Don't raise your hand. Just let me raise my hand. Just raise your hand in your heart. I couldn't afford to give. So God understood. You know, God understands I, don't, I can't afford to give. And the Lord didn't understand. He, he started to deal with me about giving. So I said, okay, so I'll give once a month. You know, that, that, that'll feel good. You know, I'll feel good about once a month. I'm doing something that felt, felt real good. And how many know the Bible says that my sheep hear my voice, right? My sheep hear my voice. And so even if the pastor doesn't say anything to me, God's going to speak to me because God knows nothing's hidden from him, right? So I'm putting in this money, and I said, you know, I'm starting to feel good about myself. And the Lord said, no, you, I want you to tithe. I felt like the Lord was impressing me to tithe. I said, okay. I got to figure this thing out. Let me see, tithe. So I figure I will tithe on the net, right? So after all, everything is, after I get my check, I'll tithe on what, I, what I've gotten, you know, on, on the net. Make sure all my bills are paid and, and tithe on the net. So I started tithing on the net, and I was feeling really good for a, for a couple of weeks or however long it was. I'm, I'm not sure, exactly sure. And the Lord started dealing with me again. You know the Holy Spirit is a real pest sometimes. Did you ever find that out? He can really be a bothersome person in a nice way, though. You know, the Holy Spirit is the kind of person, like in the cartoons, they cut you up and they think you missed, and then you start walking and all the pieces start falling apart. The Holy Spirit started to deal with me again about tithing. And I knew it was God because, because as, as the, the, the months went by, we, I, didn't, I didn't hear sermons about tithing. I only saw that bucket coming through, and God would speak to me. And then finally, I said, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to do it. I'm going to tithe on the gross. Okay? I'm going to tithe on the gross. You know what I had to do? Now, you hear all these super. Now, I started tithing on the gross, and all of a sudden, a money tree opened up in my backyard, and money started flowing there, and this, and I got a brand new car. I, nothing like that happened. Yeah, I don't have anything spectacular like that. What I had to do in order to tithe on the gross, I had to rearrange my finances, I had to start budgeting. But I didn't know where my money was going. I had to start rearranging the way I looked at money and, and the way, if, if I was going to honor God in his way, the way I believe God was telling me, I needed to rearrange my finances. I needed to see that I was wasting money. I needed to see that, that I didn't know. You ever, you go to the, the, the cash machine, you ever go to the ATM, right? And before the day's over, whatever you took out of the ATM is gone and you don't even know where it went? That was me. As I started to honor God, God began to bless. Where are you at in that story? Returning to God means responding to his plea. But returning to God also means not only are we going to return to him, it means we're going to follow God's plan. We're going to follow God's plan. He said, will a, will a man rob God? But you asked, how have we robbed you in tithes and offerings? And he said, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there might be food in my house. And so God's plan for me, I'm talking about God's plan for me, and I think it's God's plan for everyone who follows him, is that to identify and come to grips with the fact that the tithe belongs to God. It belongs to God. In fact, in Leviticus chapter 27 and verse 30, he said, A tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. The word holy means, it means set apart. That means that that tenth, that ten percent of my income has all, God sees it as his. It's already been set apart in his mind, in his thinking. We've got to agree with God. That that tithe, that 10%, is, belongs to God, so I'm not even going to touch it. Now, did you ever think of why did God invent tithing? Has that ever crossed your mind? Why did God invent tithing? First of all, let's establish something. God doesn't need your money. Come on, say it. It'll free you. Say, God doesn't need my money. Don't you feel better about that? Yeah, then why are you asking for it if you don't need Think about it. He turned the water into wine. He fed Elijah with ravens. You know, if you're out there in the desert and you don't know where your next meal is coming from and you're waiting for somebody, you're praying, oh, God, send, send you know, shop right over here to the, where I'm at. The, let them find me. You know how God did it? He used ravens. God said to the ravens, you, you go. They were the first Uber Eats, the ravens. God fed the children of Israel with manna. Remember that? He said, when you get up in the morning, when you, while you get into the promised land, I'm going to feed you every day with manna. And I love that word manna. It sounds so spiritual. Doesn't it sound spiritual? In fact, I have a friend of mine who calls his church manna house. I mean, it sounds real spiritual. The word manna means, what is it? That's what the word manna means. Because they, they got this food that they didn't know what it was. They, they, so this, this has got to be, what is it? Well, that, 
That's what they started calling it. Let's go get some what is it. How many know that God can provide for you with what is it? He can bring what is it into your life without any help from you. I love the fact in Genesis chapter 1. This is what God said. He said, let there be. And there was. Out of nothing. There was no light. There was nothing. And out of nothingness, God said, let there be. And all of a sudden there is. Listen, when you are in an impossible situation and there's no way out for you, God can speak into your situation and he can say, let there be. And God wants to speak a let there be into your life. God has not a problem with resources. There's a scripture that says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And one preacher said not only does he own the cattle, he owns the hills too. And it takes one word from God into your circumstance and into your situation to change things, to turn things around. In fact, in Malachi, the very uh, third chapter, the same chapter we're reading in the first verse, it says this. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly appear when you least expect it. God will appear. This is the God that we serve. So why did God invent tithing? He invented tithing to help us establish him as first in our life. Throughout the scripture, everything that has to do with the tithe, the 10%, has to do with the first. The first fruits, first of your substance, the first of your crops, the first of your animals. Everything has to do with first. Why does God keep emphasizing first? He wants to be first in your life. And you know what's first. What, whatever you give your heart to is first in your life. And God said, I want to be first. And so he established the tithe. He said, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your crops. God invented tithing also to work greed and selfishness out of our hearts. Let me say this another way. God, same thing, God invented tithing to civilize us. To civilize us. The word civilized means the process by which an individual conforms to the norms of his environment. Now, parents are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're a parent, if you've had children, how many know, parents, that babies are born uncivilized one of the most uncivilized creatures you'll ever meet then you get into church and you're, you're bundling up the kid and you know you're, you're getting ready and you you know you got them all dressed and you're ready to go and all of a sudden bleh, he, he, he vomits all over his you know he didn't say mom I, I gotta vomit he just boom that's it now you gotta change the child go back and you you know, you don't get mad because it's a baby and you go and now you're on the way to church and you get, you get a little bit late. So you, you finally get in. You're sitting right in the middle here, right in the middle section, the middle row, like dead center. You sit down and you're enjoying service and all of a sudden something smells so bad. And you're looking around and you realize that baby that you just cleaned up just did a number two. 
and everybody's looking around, and, and you're, you're turning red, and, and, and you, know, you have to pick that baby up, and while you're picking that baby up, people are going like this, you know, embarrassing you. Babies are uncivilized. I had a friend of mine, uh, he was in the middle of a service, they were in the middle of a service preaching like this, and his, his little baby girl had to go to, to the bathroom or whatever, uh, wherever she had to go, so he went to take her out, you know, in the, the, the aisle, and everybody was listening, it was real quiet, and everybody's listening to the preacher, and they're enjoying, you know, the, the, the sermon, and, and he's taking his little girl, he takes her down the aisle, and while he's going down the aisle, she's saying, shake, shake your booty, shake <laughs> Babies are uncivilized, I'm telling you what. I'm telling you what. When we come into the kingdom of God, we're uncivilized. We, we've, we've just come out of darkness into light. We've just come from, from, from a, a lifestyle for some of us that was foreign from God's lifestyle. We, we had no idea what God was like. And now we're dropped in when you become born again. The Bible says you enter the kingdom of God. How many know the kingdom of God is different than the kingdom of darkness where we just came out of? The kingdom of God has laws. It has rules and regulations. It has a way of living that's different than the place I just came out of. When you're born again, the Bible says, let him that stole steal no more. Now, if you weren't a thief, that's all right. But if that's all you knew, the Bible says when you come into the kingdom, you start adjusting your, your mindset and your lifestyle. You become civilized to the kingdom you're living in now. God wants to civilize us into into the kingdom of God. That's why the Bible says when Jesus said go and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. When people are, are born again, he said baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then he said this, teaching them to observe everything that I commanded you. You see, when you come into the kingdom... Now it's about learning his ways and doing it his way. And listen, if last week I was in the, I was at the East Campus, and Pastor Lionel, who preaches at the East Campus, said something so powerful I had to write it down. It's still affecting me. He said, "If if what you if you're never in conflict with God, then you're serving your own desires." You see, when you're walking with God, He's going to check you. Come on, I want, how many have ever been checked by God? How many have been checked by God and may believe you didn't hear him? Yeah. When you're serving God, he's going to check you. You're going to come into conflict. The Bible says, if any man follow me, let him take up his cross and follow me. We are in the kingdom of God. And as a result of being in the kingdom of God, we now have to follow God's plan. And if you don't follow God's plan, guess what? You're not going to get the benefit of the kingdom. Whatever area you do not surrender to God is not blessed by God. And so we want to say, God, we want to be surrendered in everything, in every area of our life. When we respond to God's plea, his plea is return to me and I'll return to you. When we follow God's plan, which I was just talking about, then we can believe God's promises. We can believe God's promises when we follow his plan. 
Look at the promise of God. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10 says this. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Let me ask you a question again. Can you stand to be blessed? Can you stand to be blessed? In, the, in, in this Malachi, he says, you have robbed me. How have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Why? How does that rob God? Because it robs God of the opportunity to open the floodgates of heaven over your life and pour out a blessing that you cannot receive. God wants to bless you, but you're robbing him of that opportunity if you're not tithing. See, God's a good God. God gets no, no uh, glory in you being broke down. I was telling the, the first service that somebody gave me a car. I needed a car. This was years ago. I needed a car. I first moved to, to Jersey, living in Bloomfield, and I needed a car to get around. And my brother had a car that he bought another one. He didn't want this one. So I said, I'll take it. He said, but it's got a couple of things in it. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of backfires when you're driving. So I said, look, I'll, I, I just, I got to get around. So I get in the car, and I'm driving, and boom, boom. It's like shots. Boom, boom, boom. I'll never forget that. And I re, I'll never forget, I was driving into Newark. when I had to go to Newark. I was driving into Newark. You know where I'm going with this. Boom, boom, boom. People were ducking and hiding under the, jumping out of the way. I was so embarrassed. And then had a bumper sticker, God is my source on my car. <laughs> See, God gets glory when we're blessed. God gets glory when we're blessed. The Bible says, I waited for God. And he heard my cry. And he brought me up out of a horrible pit. Out of the miry clay. And then he put a new song in my heart a song of praise and then this is what it said many will see it what will they see they'll see your praise they'll see where you were and where you are now many will see it and will fear and will trust in the lord listen god wants to bless you so that people can trust in the lord <clears throat> hallelujah I want to tell this story because this, at the end of, I didn't have this in my notes, but at the end of the service this afternoon, this morning, a woman came to me and said, Pastor Robert, I really appreciate your word. I just got to share with you. I was between jobs. I really didn't have money. And my sister, she, I asked permission to tell the story. She said, my sister who was on drugs, she was on drugs and alcohol, she came to me and she gave me a dollar. And I knew that I had to tithe on that dollar. And she said, when I, when I got to church, she said she took the envelope. She, was in, she said, I was so embarrassed. I put 10 cents in the envelope. What, what's the tithe? 10%. What's 10% of a dollar? 10 cents. She said, I put, I was so embarrassed, but I knew that I had to do what God wants me to do. You see, it's not the amount. It's the obedience. She put 10 cents on the envelope. 
put it in the envelope or put it in the basket. She said, immediately, a door, a new door of employment opened up. Not powerful. Over 10 cents. Where's your 10 cents? God wants to bless it. Uh, uh, pastor Anthony, he's the, the campus pastor from the, at, at the East. We were, since he's preaching this same message at the East, I hope I'm preaching it better than he is. I hope this doesn't get out there. I don't know. But we, so since he was preaching it at the East and I was preaching it at the West, we got together yesterday morning and we're discussing our notes and we're talking about this word blessing. What, what does that word blessing mean? And it, it, it just hit me. You know what? Blessing means God's favor. You know what favor is, right? Favor is when God uses his influence on your behalf. How many know it's not what you know, it's who you know. And if anybody's influence you want, you want God to use his influence on your behalf. Can you stand to be blessed today? Can you stand to be blessed? God wants to use his influence to bless you. I love his influence. He said, when a man's ways please the Lord, he'll make his enemies to be at peace with him. And then God said this. He said, listen to what the Bible says. In, in uh, the contemporary English version of Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, he says, I am the Lord all-powerful, and I challenge you, I challenge you to put me to the test. Bring the entire 10% to the storehouse so that there'll be not enough room in my house. And then I will open the windows of heaven and flood you with blessing and after blessing. Can you stand to be blessed? God says, I challenge you. Man, that's where I come from back in the day. You know, a challenge. You, you, you got up in, in the person's face like that. And God's in your face today. I challenge you to put me to the test. And he said this, continuing on. When you challenge me and you put me to the test, he said, I will stop the locusts from destroying your crops and keeping your vineyards from producing. Did you ever get to a place when just when you think you, you, you're getting the handle, everything falls apart. You just had it all together. You were, but something else, another bill, something else crashed and something else burned. And God said, if you will trust me, if you will take my challenge and bring the 10%, I'll stop the locusts from eating your crops. And every nation will talk about how I have blessed you. I, the Lord, all-powerful, have spoken. I was telling you about my experience paying tithes. And a couple of uh, years ago, Pastor David, we were do, pre preaching on tithing. And he challenged, he said, for the next three months, I want to put a challenge out. I want you to, instead of tithing 10%, I don't remember if he said decide an amount or he said, I want you to tithe 2% above. I don't remember what it says. But he challenged us for three months to give, to tithe above our tithe. And I took his challenge. I was, I don't know how many years ago, three years ago, I don't exactly know. I've been doing it ever since. I've been paying my above tithe 
since that time. I've never stopped. And listen, God has blessed me. On my job, I work in the city, and on my job, I felt like uh, my, my, my responsibilities had changed, and I was doing something else other than what I was originally hired for, and I wanted a title change. I felt I, was wor- I, w- I deserved it, and I wanted a title change, and so I, I determined I was going to speak to my supervisor and the head of human resources because I figured if I ever leave, I'll have this new title, and it'll give me a better position to be in a, to be in a better position for a better for a better job and better pay so I was determined to get that that uh, that change of title so I went to my supervisor and I spoke to my supervisor and I spoke to human resources and they said yeah Castro we will get you the title change I said, oh thank God all right so one month goes by all right title change where are you at and I'm every day I'm thinking about this two months goes by no title change three months goes by now three months now I'm getting bitter now I'm getting angry but the Lord is checking my anger. Four months goes by, nothing. Five months goes by. Now, now remember, I'm tithing more than I'm supposed to, Lord. Listen, sometimes when you be- begin to obey God, you're not going to see something explode off, off, your, off your plate right away. So I'm tithing at, at five. Five months go by. And by the sixth month, I said, forget about it. I'm not even going to deal with this. It's over. I, I, I don't care. It, it didn't matter to me after six months. And after six months when it didn't matter to me, my supervisor pulled me in the office and she said, uh, Robert, we're going to give you your title change. I said, oh, thank you. I was so grateful. By that time, I was so grateful. I said, and, and also, we're giving you a raise. I said, I, I was about to turn Pentecostal. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I, was, I did everything not to speak in tongues in that office. And I didn't do this, but later, you know what the, the you know what the raise was? It was ten percent. It was a ten percent of what I was making. Doesn't God have a sense of humor? I'm telling you, God wants to bless us. It's about not only blessing us, but to leave an inheritance for our children. I want to close with this. There's a chapter in Exodus chapter 13. As I was looking through uh, this whole issue of God being first and the tithe and giving God the first fruits, I found this phenomenal scripture verse. And I never saw tithing like this ever before until I saw this. God said in, in Exodus chapter 13, every firstborn must be given to the Lord. There was the first. There was the tithe. And then he goes on in this whole chapter. He's talking about the first, first, first. And then he says this, listen to this, when in the future your child asks you, what does this mean? Your answer will be this, with his great power, the Lord brought us out of Egypt. We were slaves in Egypt, in the land. The king was stubborn, he refused to let us leave, but the Lord killed every firstborn male in Egypt. That is why I sacrifice. That is why I tithe to the Lord. It will help you remember that the Lord brought us out of Egypt with his great power. Tithing is a Proverbs 32 legacy statement for your children. 
It is a way of saying when you put that tithe check into there or however you pay, you bring your tithes, however you do it, it's a way of saying, I remember when I didn't need God. I remember when I was far from God and I was addicted and I was traumatized and had all these issues. But God with his mighty hand went where I was when nobody was reaching out to me. He came down to my level and he set me free. That's why I tithe. That's why I tithe. Whether I get an increase in bonus, whether I get another raise in my life, I want to declare to the devil when I lift up my tithes and that basket come around, I want to let him know that once you had me bound, but now I am free. Hallelujah. The tithe is a statement of your deliverance by the Lord.